Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, Happy Thursday to you. Good morning. How are you doing good today? I'm doing great. It's it's been a good week. Yeah, it has been a good week. Um, we've uh, as we look at this world of chaos, uh, trying to sort it through, uh, a lot of interesting things going on right now um, with the uh, vaccines. You know, obviously, that have a majority, uh, a big portion of the of the population has had it, and states are now trying to uh, open up what they call open up. Right. Uh, so uh, a lot of them are saying, well, even in Colorado, for example, here where we live, um, they basically uh, just came out uh, yesterday and said that the um, uh, state can open up. Uh, everybody doesn't have to wear masks inside anymore. Oh, uh, really? Per se. Uh, they, they said you've got to try to verify if, if a lot of people uh, have had the vaccine, uh, except for you know, certain things like, like at hospitals, et cetera. Um, you can, you can don't have to wear a mask inside. Uh, wow. so, uh, but it's an interesting dynamic, uh, because with that, uh, there's a lot of people who still want to wear a mask, mm-hmm. uh, and think, and think you should wear a mask. Um, right. uh, and so there's still debating going on between, uh, even friends, about well now we're free to not have to wear a mask and people are saying no I I really want you to wear a mask if you're around me or mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to wear a mask um, and it's just again an indication of the kind of the chaotic nature uh, that our society has is because we're all looking for uh, what I would call absolutes mm-hmm. um, yeah well who who exactly is going to tell us you know that we we uh, uh, you know, uh, can open up and not have to wear a mask. Well, in our, in our state, the governor said so, but people are saying, yeah, but he's not the CDC and he's not the health organization and he's not the president and the president mm. wears, wears mask. He's vaccinated and he still, right. he, he still wears mask. Uh, right. so, uh, there's confusion, uh, where everybody is trying to determine, well, who absolutely can tell me what I should do. And, th- and this is the essence of what we're trying to speak here, uh, is that uh, there's not going to be any absolutes. Uh, there's going to be differences of opinion, divided differences of opinion that can be pretty sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we as believers are saying, well, should I go to my church? Uh, should I go to some famous uh, pastor, uh, TV pastor, and see if they say it's okay, you know, then it's okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Or if they did say it's not okay, I guess it's not okay. Uh, and what we're trying to say is, is you have to go to God. Yes. Uh, come and see, you know, finding truth in a world of chaos is 
the only answer is going to be individually for you to go to God and say, how would you have me function? Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing that he says, I'll protect you, that I'll give you health. I'll give you uh, safety and lead you and guide you uh, into this chaotic world. And the answers aren't necessarily the same for everybody. Some mm-hmm. some people who, who may be susceptible and are going into a susceptible situation, God could say, well, today, I want you to wear a mask. Right. Uh, and the next week, it could be, you know what? You don't have to now. And then the next week, hey, by the way, where you're going, uh, you need to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, again, he's, he's protecting us um, similar to just like as we're operating normally before the COVID. Um, uh, a lot of times, for example, just give you an example. Um, uh, I was on a uh, airplane. Um, and the person uh, behind me, I noticed was sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I prayed, God, what should I do? Uh, he said, you need to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, because uh, I'm going to protect you from getting sick, and she's really sick, and you need to move. So I asked the you know mm-hmm. the uh, the uh, steward, uh, would it be okay if I took an open seat? And they said, yeah, sure, go ahead. Uh, so I moved, um, and and that's how God works. Is that uh, other times He could have said, no, it's fine. You know, uh, you could stay here. It's not gonna it's not gonna affect you. And this this is how we try to function: is let God guide us and lead us. Even right. even in the little things, um, and don't so much look to a absolute of somebody else telling us to do something, but rather, Father, what would we do now? And I, right. I, I know you've had some experiences with that, too. Yeah, and the, I love what you're describing really does talk about this walking in intimacy with him. Right. And, and knowing that we need to be you know connected to him every day, 24-7, that that is, that's where the beauty is in that relationship. And then we can understand and hear the nudgings and the promptings as to what to do. Um, I have a question as I listen to you say that. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on. So... One, and, and tell me if I'm wrong on this, <laughs> um, because this has always just been how I've kind of processed with it. Um, if I have felt God prompt me, you know, say to put a mask on or to take it off, um, even if that take it off, um, maybe there was somebody coughing nearby me and I still feel like he said, nope, take it off. I want you to go engage with them, talk to them, minister to them, love on them, whatever. And, and guess what? you know, three days later I get sick or something happens. Um, if I'm listening to him, then I trust him with the result. I don't really put my weight on. I don't, did I hear him right? Doesn't come from what the result looks like to me. It is okay. If I, as long as I'm listening and I'm following what he says, then even if the result looks different than what I thought it was going to be, then I trust that he's navigating me through that. And I just ask him, okay, what next father? Is that an accurate, so, you know, somebody, a friend, I have a friend right now who's in the hospital with COVID. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's somebody who wasn't listening to God or was, to, you know, not being wise in what they were doing. So how would you address that? Well, um, you're asking two different questions. <laughs> um, one is you're getting prompted by God um, who is guiding you uh, always. And he says every, and this is in uh, Proverbs chapter eight. He says, all my paths are shalom, peace, favor, mm, yes. um, and, and uh, peaceableness, mm-hmm. uh, pleasantness. 
So um, we have to trust that. Right. Uh, that uh, he's leading us into the good uh, answers, into the good life, uh, the good good responses. So that um, if you're hearing something, uh, and particularly as you're learning this, uh, you'll hear something, you think you hear something, um, and you don't get it confirmed, or you don't uh, necessarily, um, uh, you know, uh, go and confirm it. You're just taking the first blush answer uh, mm-hmm. that you're getting, uh, and then it actually doesn't turn out uh, as as God so spoke it. Uh, well, that would be a situation where God was saying, uh, "You didn't hear me correctly. Uh, you didn't hear me right." Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'm trying to help you refine this process because what he what he asks us is is to teach. Got to teach us. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not about automatically. Okay, well I well I got this impression, so I'm going to act on it. Um, mm-hmm. um, he would actually show you. Some sometimes you you are in the way. Sometimes you are uh, taking it too far, or sometimes you're putting your own stuff in there. Uh, mm-hmm. that I have to uh, process with you. Uh, so, you know, did you go get that confirmed? Uh, did you mm-hmm. have a tr- did you have a true peace in your heart? Did you go to your partner and say, this is what I hear God saying. Can you confirm that? Because he gives us mm-hmm. these tools of, of unity and uh, peace and joy, et cetera. Uh, and he has to teach us things of how to pr- how to process that well. So sometimes, right. sometimes we hear something, we think we hear something, and it, and it really isn't fully God's will because we didn't go far enough, or we or we just took a piece of it, and we didn't go all the way with it, um, and process it further. Okay, he said, okay, I got it, I'm going to go do this, as opposed to, I'm not really sure, uh, I'm not really uh, yet confirmed yet. Could you help me mm-hmm. con- confirm it? Um, and and so we have to be willing. You know, to understand that, because remember in, in James chapter one, um, it says, uh, uh, first of all, in uh, in verses two to two to eight, um, count it all joy, brothers, when you encounter many trials. Right. Um, because it's a test of faith. Mm-hmm. So that um, when he's testing your faith, uh, it's about I've said this to you. Do you believe it? Um, right. And you say, I think I, I think I believe it. He says, OK, let's go find out. And he and, he, and the circumstances turn south on you, turn uh, negative on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, well, it doesn't line up with what you promised me or what you're saying to me. And he says, I know I'm testing your faith. Do you believe mm-hmm. that what I'm going to do for you is going to be fulfilled? Mm-hmm. And when you have that negative circumstance, uh, do you go to you know worry, fear, anxiety, giving up, resignation, uh, or do you say, well, it doesn't matter because I believe God. It's the, this is mm-hmm. just a this is just a short term setback. I believe God, uh, and He tests your faith. Um, and by the way, if you if you fail, His attitude isn't what's wrong with you. Uh, it's you got to stay with me longer for me to give you the faith to believe this. I'm just showing you that you thought you believed it, but you really don't. Mm-hmm. And that's the test of faith. Okay, later in James chapter one, and this is this answers your question. Um, 
It says God uh, never tests and tempts anybody. He said, don't think that God is tempting you to lead you into evil, into places mm-hmm. that are ir- bad, irritating, frustrating. God is not leading you there. He says God doesn't do that. So that um, God isn't going to say, um, yeah, you can take your mask off. You're walking into a COVID situation and you're going to get COVID. Wouldn't say that. Um, He's not leading you to that. Uh, He said, Mm -hmm. God can't do that. He said, when that happens, it's because you're drawn away by your selfish desires. And then you fall into temptation and and fall into the trap of the enemy. Because the enemy has enticed you to use your self-centered perspective. So um, you can't go to a Christian fatalism and say, well, whatever happens, happens. And I guess God led me to this. Right. Uh, you got to be. You got to be real careful. Now, uh, the second part of your question is: a believer who's walking with God gets COVID mm-hmm. or gets sick. Um, okay. Uh, remember, Jesus said, "In the world, you will encounter what suffering, suffering and trouble." Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Why? Well, because we live in a fallen world. Yeah. Yeah. So if if we if we understand the um, dynamics of how the world functions, mm-hmm. is that when Adam and Eve handed it over, they handed the authority over to the to a Satan, who is kill, steal, and destroy. Right. So the world is 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 basically functioning in a world of kill, steal, and destroy, disease, mm-hmm. sickness, uh, unhealthiness. Uh, uh, accidents, thing, things that happen uh, mm-hmm. that are negative to us, uh, business issues, etc. But God doesn't say, because you're a believer walking with me in my kingdom, mm-hmm. I'm exempting you from the world. Uh, actually, in John 17, when he's praying for us, he says, Father, I don't pray that you remove them from the world. Right. I pray that you send them into the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, protected by me, and that you protect them from the evil one. Uh, now, it doesn't say protect them from the evil stuff of the world. You're getting, mm-hmm. you're getting sent into it because you're going to have trouble. So um, are we going to encounter sickness? Are we going to encounter things that aren't healthy for us? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the question at that point? Okay, now I'm sick. Uh, I got COVID. I got something else. What would be my question to God? What do you have to say, God? Yeah, okay, It'll, now I now that now I have what? this, now what? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, how would you want to get me through this? How would you want right. to restore me to health? What's your what's your will for this? Right. Uh, same thing with, uh, you know, people that get cancer, people that get mm-hmm. uh, other things, um, is that we always go to God and we don't do two things. One, mm-hmm. we don't go to resignation. Well, I'm sick. I got mm-hmm. cancer, I got this, I got that, that's it, um, I'm toast. Um, the doctors say they can't do much for me, I guess that's it. And you go to resignation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people come around you and just say, well, we'll pray that you have, um, you know, some peace while you basically, you know, go into deeper sickness and death. Um, the other side of it is people say, well, you got cancer, uh, it must be God's will that you get healed, so I'll just pray that you're healed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll just do that. Uh, well, again, they forgot a step. 
Um, and that is that, Father, what do you have to say about this? Right, right. Um, and there's a lot of dynamics with that. Um, one uh, is that uh, it said men are appointed, men and women are appointed to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at some point in time, we're, we are going to die. Right. Um, and uh, when we're and we're going to get that death through sickness, through other things. And if that's the way God is taking us home, uh, then that's his that's his plan. And we can say I can pray for healing all day long. But God says, well, actually, I'm taking them home, mm-hmm. uh, which, by the way, Paul says is gain. Mm-hmm. He said, if it's up to me, I'd rather just go be with God right now. Um <laughs> Yeah, and to die is gain, and to live is Christ, and you decide. Uh, Father, are you going to mm-hmm. take me home, or are you going to leave me here on earth for your purposes? Um, so he was completely surrendered to that. So when we have somebody that's sick, uh, we would uh, go to uh, the aspect of um, God says, I want to restore health. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you have to say about this? Right. Um, and then help me understand your path of uh, your will, your promises, my response, mm-hmm. what's going on here, what do I need to understand, um, and what do you want me to pray? And, when, and then he says, you can pray for healing. I'm going to heal this person. Then you can go to the place of, of uh, again, testing of your faith. You know, do you believe it? Or God says, right. actually says, no, I'm, I'm going to take this, I'm taking this person home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you pray for uh, peace. Uh, and a and a, a, a pain free process. So um, it's a matter of of what does God have to say. Uh, both getting it getting it confirmed for the things that I get impressed by, uh, and making sure it's actually God's will. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, is when I'm when I'm praying for somebody else, I don't automatically either go to resignation or just automatically. Well, I just I'll just pray for their healing. But I don't. I don't know if they're going to get healed. I'll pray for their healing. Probably won't get mm-hmm. healed. And I get. I guess you know. God said no. Well, mm-hmm. he'll he'll tell you up front if you have a heart to hear that. Does that does that help clarify that at all? Yeah, yeah, that does a little bit. It reminds me of a time. You know, you talked. I don't remember how many days ago it was, but in in a earlier episode, you spoke about. Um, how sometimes we'll have a breakthrough. God will have a promise for us that he's spoken and we um, pray into that promise and pray into that promise and we have a breakthrough and then we stop tending it. Yeah. And, and so then even that kind of falls away. And, um, and I think about that, like when I think of even back two years ago, 13 years now we've lived in New Hampshire, but when God moved Dan and I out here, um, he clearly spoke and confirmed to both of us that he was in this in this move and that that was the time to make the move. And then the first three years of it were actually very difficult um, in terms of, of his job and the task that he had to take care of to really bring the company back to health were three difficult years. And had we not known that God called us into it, um, and that he had spoken promises over it, we would have wanted to bolt. And sure. there were multiple times that we went back to God and said, are we still here? Are we still, you know, this is still where you want us, right? But the beauty was in those three years, one, we knew the promise was spoken. And two, he used it to grow both of us in so much in our faith. So there were some difficulties, there was some trouble, um, but he used it to grow. And then we continued to hold the promise and we saw the promise come to fruition, not as quickly as we would have liked it to have come, 
but indeed it did come. Yeah. Um, but we continued to check back with him. And is this, are we still hearing right? Is this what's going on? And, um, and he just strengthened. And like I said, actually used that time um, to really, it actually was a time that I saw Dan grow in his prayer life more than I had ever seen before. And for me as his spouse, it was the most beautiful thing to wake up and see him on his knees in the morning praying before he started the day. So yeah. that was a sweet time, right. but it, the timing was not what I would have wanted it to be in the instruction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, uh, you know, the issue is timing, uh, like you said, mm -hmm. uh, because we see our view of it is okay. God spoke that. Um, I believe it, and therefore, God, make it happen tomorrow. Yes, or uh, yesterday. <laughs> uh, and and God says, no, you got to continue to walk with me uh, because my timing is is perfect. Mm -hmm. uh, and the timing, from God's perspective, is I'm lining things up in a multiple, uh, what I call dimensional way, but way beyond what we could think. We we think linear. We tend to mm -hmm. think linear. Uh, in terms of time. Okay, you said it. I would like this to happen for me mm -hmm. in the next few days, next week or so. I need all that to happen. Uh, and God says, well, um, I'm working uh, over a much longer period of time because my timing uh, is, uh, uh, is much broader than what you're doing because I'm lining things up with other people with the timing for you, with things that are going to happen in the meantime uh, for it all to be fulfilled. Um, and I don't promise you, uh, there's two things that he says you don't really have the right to ask me. How is this going to happen? Uh, because it's going to happen supernaturally mm -hmm. and according to his. And then secondly, when is this going to happen? Uh, he said, it's going to happen. I spoke it to you. Do you believe me? Do you trust me? Mm -hmm. Now, if you trust me, You'll walk with me every single day. This is what abiding is all about, to stay in that place of peace and joy and the kingdom of God uh, while the trouble that you're trying to work through is still occurring. Why? Well, because God says, I'm going to take care of it. Right. Um, right. And it's just it just may take longer than, than you think. And I'm doing something circumstantially. I'm lining things up. Mm -hmm. I'm doing things in you. Right. Uh, you know, do you do you trust me? Uh, and the way that I, I see it is that, um, you know, it's like the big domino uh, uh, skit where, you know, people line up all these dominoes that crisscross and go over bridges and go up and down. Mm -hmm. um, and he says, you know, when I have you hit this domino, it's going to it's going to set off a, a series of things downstream. Mm -hmm. to get to get to where I want you to go. And he said, don't hit that domino until I tell you to. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And because I'm working it, I'm lining all that up mm -hmm. so that when when this occurs, when these things occurs, it sets in motion all these other things that are going to happen downstream. And I mean, years later, situations mm -hmm. later, you know, who you who you wound up being part of uh, in New Hampshire, for example. Right. Right. Uh, and after you know learning abiding and then the impact of that and being in that place and dance business mm -hmm. and uh, all those things were being lined up right uh, by god and it's a matter of um do you understand what i'm doing mm -hmm. uh, by my promise which you said you did right and that held you up during that time of 
it looks it looks like it's not changing. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And God said, well, it's going to happen. S right. Stay with me. Stay with me. Right. Um, and that's the encouragement. And that's what then you, in a sense, you pass the test of faith. Because mm. otherwise you'd have just given up and said, the, right. heck, the heck with it. And and who knew all the beauty that was in store? In fact, had we not come to New Hampshire, we never would have been a Dan never would have been a part of C twelve. Yeah. And if he hadn't been a part of C twelve, we never would have actually met you. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. we wouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast right now. Yeah. And the one um, the one thing I'd like to say, uh, because your question is a question that I get a lot. Mm -hmm. um, well, what about that person over there? that is suffering right? Um, or having a struggle or they're not getting anywhere. Now they're a Christian, right? They go to my church. Um, I don't understand it. What about them? Right. Um, and I say, well, uh, there's not, first of all, there's not an answer for that per se. I can't project their life. I can't project what's going on with them. I can't project if they're following God or not. I don't I don't know right. what decisions they've made or haven't made, whether they're walking in the flesh, which by the way in Romans eight, five to eight says you put the death of spirit, you're at enmity you're a believer. You put mm -hmm. the death of spirit, you're at enmity against God and you cannot please God. Right. Um and so when people talk to me about well what about them? Mm -hmm. I say, well, I said two things. I said, uh, your concern is really um, twofold. One, what about you? Mm -hmm. What are you hearing from God about about your life? You know, so if somebody comes to me and says, "I'm struggling," right? I'm suffering. I said, "Okay, um, um, let me let me hear a little bit about it, and then I would say this: I can guarantee you." that God will restore you, mm -hmm. uh, that God will give you a fulfilling life, will get, God will give you the blessed covenant life. Are you willing to go? Mm -hmm. um, and, that t and then their response tells me a lot. Uh, they say, uh, I think you're off base. You can't guarantee nothing. Mm -hmm. um, I've been suffering and I prayed and God ain't working and uh, it ain't happening, and no. Uh, I said, I understand. Um, are you willing to learn maybe there's a new way? Because if you follow God, he promises certain things that mm -hmm. he's willing to, to lead you and guide you into if you if you trust me, if you trust him and learn how to walk with him. Do, would you like to go? And see, if they say, no, I don't want to learn how to follow God. Right. Well, that explains a lot. Um, uh, and they may continue to suffer. And I say, well, how's that working out for you so far? Mm -hmm. Not too well. I said, well, why don't you consider, I know you, how you feel about God. I know that you're not fully in, in sync with what you believe is his will for you, his good will for you. I know that because it, it, it feels bad. It doesn't feel good. And you're a believer. Mm -hmm. uh, but you think God is in control and should just give you the life anyway. And he says, well, there's a condition to that. And the condition is you have to abide with me. We, we, we started out in our series, John 15, 5. Mm -hmm. Apart from me, you can do? Nothing. Nothing. It's an absolute. 
See, that, mm-hmm. that's what the essence of it is. It's, it's not, does God have a heart for you? Yes. Does God want you not to suffer? Yes. But it's absolute. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And if you're not walking, if you're walking in the flesh versus following the spirit, mm-hmm. he said, you're at enmity against me. You cannot please me. And you put the death, the very power to give me the life. Uh, Galatians 5, uh, 1 to 5 says you've severed your relationship with Christ and you've fallen from grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are absolutes. So that, again, when somebody has that situation, um, I say, well, would you like to learn that God can do a miraculous work in your life and restore these things that you're struggling with? Um, and a lot of them say, yeah, you know what? I would like to learn that. Great. Right. Uh, let's go. Uh, and I can tell you that uh, anybody that has come come and said, I'd like to learn how to abide in Christ, abide in the vine, I personally mm-hmm. have never seen them not experience a beautiful life. Now, mm-hmm. does that mean they don't have trouble? Doesn't mean that. Right. Um, because you're in the world. Um, I'm just saying that the path of God is when you encounter this trouble, I'll get you through it. I'll overcome it. Right. I'll lead you through it. Um, I'll show you the answers that I have for you if you have a heart to go. And I know, I know it's right. a real struggle. The, yeah. other, the other thing is that when they say, well, that person over there is suffering um, and I don't get it. Okay. Uh, I encourage them to say, why don't you go spend some time with them mm-hmm. um, and uh, process with them and help them lead into abiding and find out because you can invite them to this beautiful life of abiding if you right. have, if you have a heart and maybe God's asking you to be the messenger. Right. So instead of looking at them and saying, well, poor them, mm-hmm. uh, well, why don't you go invite them uh, and get involved with them and, and find out what's going on. Right. Uh, so for example, I, I had a, uh, a situation where uh, a guy was, uh, he was learning to abide uh, and he was, uh, growing, uh, and his wife got sick, mm-hmm. uh, got pretty sick. And he was saying, you know, would you pray for, you know, my wife? She's, she's pretty sick. I said, well, um, before I can pray for her, I need, I need to find out a little bit about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so put her on the phone. Uh, well, okay, uh, um, I'm, I'm following my, my own advice of, well, then go get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just say, well, she's just one of the unlucky ones. You know, I don't believe mm-hmm. that. So she, she gets on the phone and I say, you know, tell me about your sickness. And, you know, I, you know, I had this problem and I've had this problem for a long time. And, and uh, I hear God ask me, uh, ask her if she has any unforgiveness in her heart. Mm. Uh, and I said, I said, you know, while you're sharing with this, you know, do you have any unforgiveness in your heart? And she said, uh, yes, I do. I said, okay, tell me about that. And she described a really hurtful situation. I mean, a really, right. a really awful, hurtful situation. I said, okay. I said, I get that. Uh, you, they deserve your anger. And I know why mm-hmm. you've, you've kept un, uh, in unforgiveness because you're trying to protect yourself. But in order for you to get healed, God says you're going to have to go to forgiveness. Would you be willing to learn what it means to go to forgiveness, mm-hmm. not reconciliation? I'm trying to separate those two things out. So I'm not right. saying you have to keep allowing this person to hurt you. 
but you need to go to forgiveness in order to be healed. Would you like to go to forgiveness? Mm-hmm. She says, no, I'm not going to do it. Mm. Uh, I said, okay. Uh, I said, now look, you're suffering in, in your sickness. God is telling you the, the path to have healing, and that is to learn to get let him give you forgiveness for this situation, which is separate from reconciliation. I went through all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're saying to God, no, I'm not going to follow your path. Just heal me. Mm. And see, he says, I can't. My path for you is actually deeper than your healing. And first of all, it's about your heart. Right. So are you willing to go to forgiveness and let me give it to you and then I'll heal you? Mm-hmm. And she said, no, I'm not doing it. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. I said, you're going you're gonna to continue to have suffering in your, in your sickness and you're stuck. You're now stuck in that place of not willing to follow God. See, that, see the whole issue is God knows the truth. Right. And it's not about, oh, yeah, sure, I'll just heal you. A lot of times he's going to say, well, before I heal you, let me let me uh, show you something that's really mm-hmm. important in your walk. And it's always about, are you willing to follow me and right. then follow and follow my instruction? And so I said, well, when when you decide that you've had enough of this and you're ready to come back and, and re relook at forgiveness, I'll be available for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the meantime, I'm going to pray that you you come to your senses and believe that, that this is a path of God and that he will heal you if you're willing to go. Uh, and so far, um, she hasn't done it mm. uh, because she's stuck in that I'm not doing it. And that's my will. And God says, OK, well, then then you're you're going to suffer so that see somebody else could be looking at her. And say, why is God letting her suffer? Mm-hmm. How come? How come? How come? Where is a good God? God says, "I'm right here." Right. I've given the instruction. I've given. I've given the answer, because I care about the heart as much as I care about the physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if she would be willing to just take that step, and God said, "I'll give you the forgiveness for this person. All you got to do is spend time with me," which is what we're talking about in abiding. Right. Right. Apart from me. You can do nothing, and it's, right. it's an absolute truth. This is the this is the depth of abiding. Uh, right, is he'll say, "Well, I have an answer for you. Mm-hmm. Come and let me do this in your life to get you to the next step, which will be for the healing, or for the good life, or for the good decisions in business, you know, et cetera, et cetera." Right. Um, it's uh, it's it's pretty funny. We had a <laughs> we had a retreat. Um, the couple. Uh, had a retreat, uh, executive, uh, owned a business, and he was he was really having a bad time. His mm-hmm. business was just, you know, failing and struggling, and he was tra- having trouble with his wife and his kids. And But he came to the retreat uh, through an invitation, uh, and we went through uh, Friday night and talked about, you know, apart from me, you can do nothing. We talked about the enemy, the life of the enemy, and, and uh, you know, kill, steal, and destroy, and that God will restore it all. And then we got into the fruits of, uh, uh, for, of uh, the uh, abiding, which was primarily uh, uh, in Saturday, was forgiveness mm-hmm. and unity, um, and then walking in the Spirit. So then we send them off on their uh, afternoon session to mm-hmm. go work on some stuff together. So they go for about an hour, and they come back, 
Um, and we were actually training another another couple, another leader couple in abiding. And uh, he says, uh, well, we're struggling, so could, could we get together? So, the, so mm-hmm. we got together, six of us, two, this couple, Linda and I, my wife, and this other couple, leader couple. Um, and he starts out and he just says, um, I just want to make a statement uh, that um, I don't want to be with my wife anymore. I don't want to be with my kids anymore. Um, I hate God. I mm. hate you looking at me. He says, I hate you uh, because what you're, what you're teaching us just isn't workable. Um, mm. And I even, I even hate your wife. Um, Linda. And I hmm. said, I said, okay. I said, Hey, nobody hates Linda. I said, I said, all those things I could understand, but the last thing you said doesn't make any sense to me because Linda, everybody loves Linda. I said, she hasn't said a thing or done anything. I said, so you're just angry, you know? And he says, so we're, I just want to leave and go home. Uh, and I said, look, um, I know, I know how you feel. Um, I know it's heavy on you. You're really angry. Uh, life has treated you poorly. Um, why don't you just stay there tonight? Uh, you two, you, you don't have to even spend much time together this afternoon. Just enjoy mm-hmm. dinner. See if you can stay in the same room tonight. And then tomorrow we're going to have an exercise um, and, and then see what it happens. And after that, mm-hmm. you can go home, you know, and if you want to stay angry, stay angry. So his wife, you know, was devastated, by the way, uh, because right. she had, she had verbal, he had, she'd heard him verbalize what, um, he had been basically, you know, uh, living out, you know, because he didn't mm-hmm. want to be around her. And so she, I said, are you feeling okay? Are you okay? And she says, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to take this, but um, I'm willing to process further and see what happens. So they stayed together. They, they did okay. Uh, the next day he does this exercise. We call it the Ezekiel uh, 34 exercise mm-hmm. that we go have people hear, hear God's voice. And so he goes off and does it, does the exercise. He comes back. Uh, and he's the second couple, right. um, and he he's uh, actually goes before his wife, and he starts crying. Mm-hmm. Um, what'd you hear? He says, he says, well, God told me, and it's amazing. And he showed the shared the verses. I hear the verses, mm-hmm. and the, here's what the verses said: If you continue the way you're going, it's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Your business is going to really fail. If you repent and you surrender your life to me and abide with me and agree to go to unity with your spouse, I'm going to bless you and your business will be fully blessed. And I'll restore, wow. I'll restore all these problems. And he broke down crying and says, mm-hmm. I am so sorry. I am so stubborn. I am so mm-hmm. self-centered. Um, I'm so angry that I didn't understand uh, my heart and my part in mm-hmm. it. And so I'm, I'm going to repent and honey turns to his wife. I'm so sorry. I do want to oh. be, I do want to be with you. I do want to be with the kids. Right. Um, I am going to follow, let's follow God because he said he's going to bless us. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but if I don't, it's not going to happen. So I'm, I'm willing to do it. Okay. So they, they did. Uh, they had a two hour drive home. Uh, they call us when they get home. They said we had the mm-hmm. best, the best two hours we've ever had in our life of sharing, opening up, discussing, opening up to God, mm-hmm. seeing what God would have to say. And they stayed abiding. And within a couple of months, his business problems were turned around. Uh, mm. And God blessed him and brought that family to back together all through that one uh, request of 
are you going to surrender and repent? And if you're not, mm -hmm. you're going to continue to have problems. So right. that so that when you look at the when you look at the the world around you, you see all kinds of people in trouble. Mm -hmm. um, and the question we have is, how come? Right. They're, they're believers in my church. How come? God, why don't you? And God says, well, you don't know much about it. Uh, you're not involved with this. Uh, if, mm -hmm. if you want to find out, go get involved. And, mm -hmm. go, and go let me guide you and lead you. And usually it's because there's blockages in the way of stubbornness, anger, frustration, not abiding, not walking with God. And God says, you know, first of all, are you abiding? And let me speak to you. And then mm -hmm. I'm asking you to go get involved. And don't, don't think, why should I solve everyone's problems? Because it's an absolute truth. In order for that to happen, there are conditions. And the mm -hmm. conditions is abiding in the vine. That's that's why this is so uh, so critical. Um, and as we uh, as we kind of look at this, let's look at a verse today, Kathy, to kind of cap this a little bit. Uh, go to Proverbs uh, four, uh, one to seven, and then twenty to twenty three. If you'd read that for us, sure. Hear, O sons, a father's instruction, and be attentive that you may gain insight. For I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender, the only one in the sight of my mother, he taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast to my words, keep my commandments and live, get wisdom, get insight, do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth, do not forsake her and she will keep you, love her and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom and whatever you get, get insight my son, be attentive to my words, incline your ear to my sayings, let them not escape from your sight, keep them from keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Yep. So, um, you know, as you uh, look at that, uh, it's very clearly it says, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention, mm -hmm. pay attention to what? He says, my words, his words, yeah, uh, what I speak to you, um, the promises, the the truth that I'm going to speak into your heart and I give you verses that you will begin to uh, absorb. And he says the key is, as you pay attention, is you've got to get them into your heart. Mm -hmm. um, and this is what abiding is all about, uh, because. Uh, we've talked about, you know, people who are even Christians, they're reading scripture, but they're either zipping through it or they're doing a devotion or they're just reading at one time and then they move on. Right. Uh, and what God is saying is, well, it has to get in your heart. Mm. Um, you've got to now stop and meditate on this. You've got to memorize these scriptures. You've got to pray these scriptures. You've got to mm -hmm. process these scriptures so that. Uh, when you're led to something where God would say, like he did that one guy, he said, well, if you repent, mm -hmm. here are the things I'm going to go do. Uh, well, we encouraged him and, and they did in their abiding is, well, God gave you now these verses. Mm -hmm. um, get them in your heart. Go, go meditate on them. Go process these. What does it mean uh, to surrender your life to God? What does it mean that he's going to bless you and, and bless the business that he said that he will do 
what does that look like to you? And what is God saying about that? Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention, and get them into into your heart. Um, and that's what it's it's many, many days, even weeks and months can be in certain verses to say, I received the wisdom from this. Mm-hmm. I received the understanding from this. I believe it. Um, and then he says, let's go test it out, which we talked mm-hmm. about. And then say, if you've if you've received it, now you should expect it to happen. If you if you still struggle, uh, you haven't got faith yet. Uh, you got to stay with mm-hmm. it. Uh, do you have any uh, examples? Of you I know you abide, so you know what that looks like to to get that into your heart. Yeah. Oh goodness, uh, you kind of put me on the spot there. <laughs> um, there are lots of things that I know he has has worked me through personally um, on that. Um, and how, yeah. how long when you when you're in the word that you're in, you know how many how many days or even weeks do you spend in it in terms of journaling it out and processing it out? Honestly, it depends. It varies from circumstance to circumstance, but he will lay on my heart, okay, we're moving on from this. But I'll take you back to um, an interesting one that I had. I feel like this was um this was a few years ago when he really, um, I was, you know, a dangerous prayer to pray when you, you'll search me and know my heart, yeah. <laughs> test me and know my anxious thoughts, you know, all of those things. And because he knows our heart better than we do. And as I'm praying that he really laid on my heart, you know, you've got a pride issue and, um, and I want to put this to death. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, that doesn't sound really, that, that doesn't sound real fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but literally I probably spent over six months um, continuing. And it wasn't that that was the only thing that he spoke to me during those six yeah. months, but it continued to be a thread that he was weaving, um, teaching me to surrender this and bringing that down and really reworking it. And, um, and it was so cool because there was such a freedom when I really did feel like, you know, he had walked me through a process and put that to death, but it was, it had been such a stronghold that I didn't even recognize that I had that when I was free, it was, it was tremendous. Right. So fast forward to just even a couple months ago. And, um, I felt like a funky, I don't know how to describe it, but a funky stirring in my heart, something was just a little bit off. And so I asked God again, I'm like, something's going on. What is it? What's surfacing? And, and he said pride. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. We did that. <laughs> you know, we, we, we conquered that when that yeah. was done. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, and it was so sweet though, because he literally walked me through a process. I think I want to say it's like Matthew 16, when he talks about the seed falling on, on different types of soil. And he used that scripture to show me, um, to have me pray, where is, where do I have soil that's not receiving the seed you want? And he showed me this pride that was coming up. I'm like, oh, I don't want, I want all of my soil ready for what you have for me. So whatever that is, you'll pull the weeds, get rid of it. And he actually stepped me through very deliberately. And this was a matter of two days rather than six months, which was nice. Um, He came back and he's, you know, and literally he gave me a process in our time. He's like, you know, I want you, you see that I'm telling you that there's pride, Um, These are some things that I want you to do. I want you to sit down and write out the triggers, you know, and, and see what's going on in your life that is making this weed come back up. Why is it surfacing again? And so I did spend time journaling and writing out 
you know, what are the things that cause me, you know, where do I, what's going on in my life that could be causing this? And, um, and then I asked him, okay, I did this. Now, what do you want me to do with it? And he actually gave me specific actions to act um, antithetical to those and to pay attention. And it was the sweetest thing because we got to the end of a couple of days. And then he just really, um, I felt spoke to me. Did you see what just went on there? Because I already have done this work, this was just a little weed. I brought your attention to the weed that's coming up and then I pulled it because you surrendered. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and it was that sweet. It, it was just this, okay, that was a two-day process. And you know, and and this is something that I love because for me it was this place of seeing, you know. I'm constantly, I'm going to, am I, have I learned forgiveness? Yes. Has he grown that in me? Yes. There's going to be times where that weed pops up again and he has to pull the weed, but the process of the weed pulling is a lot quicker than when it had to be completely uprooted to begin with. And that's, that's the, uh, the essence of abiding is that um, when he said, okay, let's deal with pride. You didn't spend a few, you know, even a few days or weeks of, well, I learned about pride. Right. So you can go to the Bible and you can learn about pride. And you say, mm-hmm. well, I shouldn't have pride. Um, so I'll try not to. He says, mm-hmm. no, no, right. no, no. It's my work in you. My words mm-hmm. are spirit and their life. Stay with me. Not when you learn about pride, but when I remove pride. Yes. Uh, yes. And when I remove it, and I'll test you in it, and I'll show you, mm-hmm. and then I'll say, okay, now you're now you're released. And you said you spent six months in it, and then he said later, as these and you and appropriately you said a weed or something pops up, mm-hmm. and he says, well, um, see, uh, I got to deal with this a little bit again. Mm-hmm. You've already dealt with it fundamentally. You don't have pride, but you have the root of a pride coming up. Right. So let's go deal with this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and let Before me. Before it takes over again. <laughs> let, me pur- let me purify that right now. Uh, same thing with forgiveness. You know, you, mm-hmm. you have, I've learned forgiveness. There's people that, are, that hurt, you know, that do things. And your immediate reaction is unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. And God said, okay, let's, let's revisit. Let's go back. Let, you know, on what basis are you going to forgive them? On the same basis mm-hmm. I forgave you. Let me give you that forgiveness. Let me take care of that before it gets into a root of bitterness. Uh, and I can do that right now. So, but I learned forgiveness by abiding until I had it. And that's the difference. Right. You stay right. with it until you have it mm-hmm. and experience it as opposed to know about it. Right. So we'll, we'll pick this up uh, next time uh, and talk more about this. But uh, he says in Proverbs 4, pay attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, get it in your heart. Um, it's got to get in there so that it will it will change you and show you and and give you the faith and belief of what God's going to do and and we'll talk mm-hmm. more about that. So uh, Kathy, we had a great uh, chat today and uh, lots of <laughs> lots of things were kind of opened up uh, that uh, we'll try to deal with uh, over time here. So uh, we'll uh, we'll process that together. So uh, uh, we'll see you, we'll see you tomorrow. Excellent. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.